This is Bar Crawl Radio Podcast, and I'm Rebecca McCain. We're recording on the porch of our favorite Upper West Side bar, Gephardt's Beer Culture Bar. And I'm Alan Winson, and today we feel honored to talk with a woman who a few days ago escaped the war in Ukraine. I teach at John Jay College of Criminal Justice, and recently one of my students missed several classes. This was unusual, as Michelle is the sort of student any teacher would welcome, attentive, actively participating, interested in most topics I bring up, and always prepared. In one class, I had noted a sticker on the back of her laptop that chastised Vladimir Putin, and she shared with the class her concerns with what was going on in her country, Ukraine. When she returned to the class, Michelle told me that she had been occupied with helping to get her aunt out of Ukraine. And today, we'll be talking with Michelle's aunt, Ala. And Michelle will be our translator for today's program. So, Ala, you lived near Kiev, um, the capital of the country, and uh, you worked as a bank manager? I did live near Kiev, and thankfully she didn't have as much problems like many of the people in Ukraine and in their cities have. So, Michelle tells us that you love traveling, cooking, gardening, and your dog. Yes, I do have multiple dogs that she loves. Uh, she has two dogs in Ukraine. Um, she does have a private house in Ukraine, which has a garden, and she was already planning in the spring to harvest it. But that didn't happen. Um, and she's hoping for the best that this war ends sooner than later. So she wasn't able to bring the dogs? No. Probably, right? They're right now in the private house with uh, her fiance's mother. Ah. Right, so someone is taking care of the dogs. Yes. Yeah. So welcome to Bar Crawl Radio, and thank you again for being with us on what must be a very difficult moment in your life. And she's uh, thankful for you guys letting her talk on the radio as well. We, we, we feel honored. How, how are you doing these days? She's feeling much better here because back at home she had constant air sirens, constant warnings from uh, the news, everything that's going on. She just was always on her toes in stress. Were you still working? She did work till the end, but um, right now someone else is on her position who wasn't able to leave the country, yet she still has her job if she does go back. No, that's good. So you were born in Ukraine? Yes. And where did you grow up? I Yes, she did um, grow up in that city near Kiev, and um, she stayed there till you know recent days. What was it like growing up there? What is your where you lived? What is it like? 
Красивая страна Украина, очень зеленая, у нас нету таких... It's nothing like it is in New York, where there's a lot of nature, um, parks. It's not like here, where there's a whole bunch of skyscrapers. Yeah. Have But, you been to the park? Uh, no, we haven't brought her there yet. Where would you go? Where, where would be a favorite place to, to, to go? Ну, мне очень нравится город Одесса. For her, mostly was two cities, Одесса and Львов. Um, those city, Одесса is more of a oceanside city where uh, it's nice in the summer to go and visit. Uh, Lvov is more of a historical city where there's a lot of tourists as well for them, and she just enjoys the views and being able to go there. Костёлов очень много, туристы туда очень много ездят. I have one more question about Odessa because I've never been there and I, I, I hope someday because it looks just gorgeous. What's the best restaurant in Odessa? <laughs> so she's saying how um, it honestly depends because there's a lot of national restaurants that have the traditional cuisine and um, There's a lot of tours, so there's plenty of restaurants to choose, but she can't say a specific because they're all so good. We're trying to find out what it was like, you know, before the war. How um, did you enjoy shopping? Did you do sports? I know you gardened. And what did you do for entertainment? What was it like living in your country? Какие-то фитнес-залы. У меня есть две собаки, я уже говорила, мы выгуливали их в парках, ходили в кинотеатры, магазины тоже посещали, потому что у нас тоже было много открытий. Before the war, there was a lot of places where she could go with her friends, like a fitness place. They were able to just enjoy their time. She was also able to walk with her dogs in parks. There were movie theaters. It was all like a regular place, like it would be here in New York, but for them in Ukraine. You were a, a bank manager. How did you get into banking? После окончания института сначала пошла работать кассиром в банк, а потом поднялась под должности. She always had an interest in banking, so she went to university, studied, graduated, and she just uh, ranked up in positions. She went from a cashier in a bank to a manager. Did you enjoy your work? Oh. Yes, she did. Я сейчас ее люблю. And she still enjoys, she wishes she would be able to, but you know, with the situation. Um, um, Ala, prior to uh, Russia attacking your country, did you have any Russian friends? No, у меня есть одноклассник, но он за Украину, он живет в Петербурге. So she's saying how yes, she had a classmate who was from Saint Petersburg, um, and later on in life he uh, lived there. And um, after the war happened, he texted her saying, "With what horrible thing Putin has done?" No, так как это продолжается и продолжается, Россия должна повлиять, народ должен повлиять на это. And um, they believe that it would only last a few days, but now that it's going on and on, she doesn't know what's happening with this person. Right now, what is your feeling about the Russian people? Not not the leadership of Russia, but the people of Russia. How do you feel about them? В каждой нации я считаю, что есть люди и хорошие, и плохие. Это от человека зависит. Но так как они все затменены Путиным, и то, что я вижу по телевидению, не только по Украине, но и 
по-американскому люди не хотят войны, но они там все зомбированы. It always depends on um, the nation because each nation has different people and their mentalities are different. Um, but she's saying how the Russian people are basically zombified, like where they don't want the war, yes, but they act like zombies going after Putin, not stopping. Uh, Ala, did, did you think before this happened, when you know Russia was approaching your land, that this would actually happen? Did you believe it would happen? Ты верила, что эта война может произойти? Нет. No, she did not believe that this war could happen. Мне говорила сестра еще до войны, она постоянно смотрела новости и просила, чтобы я уехала. Before the war happened, my mom, her sister, uh, always told her, watching the news, you should leave, you should flee before this all happens. My aunt didn't believe her, so she stayed until the recent days. And, and your, your mother, Tatiana, yes. is, is here at the table. We don't have a mic for her, but she's agreeing that this, is, this, was, this was the case. Yes. Um, I, 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 um, I kind of feel bad mm-hmm. because a lot of these questions are difficult. I, oh. I know they're difficult. So if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. Oh, no, Я понимаю, что я вас спрашиваю трудные вопросы, если вы не хотите отвечать, тогда не надо. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell us about the day that you learned that, there, that the Russians invaded your country? What were your feelings on that day? 24 февраля мы услышали взрывы, потому что взорвали склад недалеко от нашего города. It was shocking because there was instant bombings and they started bombing uh, certain places that were bigger in her city as well. And um, her sister, my mom, called her instantly to find out what's going on. And um, my aunt's fiancé, who was drafted, went instantly, had to go. Go, go to the front where it was happening. Um, can you tell us about um, what were you feeling? Мы не знали, что чувствовать. Мы не верили в это. Все не верили. Когда звенела сирена уже на улицах и просили, чтобы люди прятались, мы до последнего не верили. Только с 25 числа уже на следующий день мы начали уже остерегаться и прятаться в бомбоубежищах. On that night of the February 24th, she w- everyone was in a sort of shock and disbelief that this is happening and with all the bombings and the sirens, everyone was just in shock. And so on the next day, the 25th of February, they started to, you know, become in a realization that they have to hide, that they have to um, take cover. So that's what she's been doing as well. Where did you take cover? У меня частный дом и есть подвал свой. Когда была на работе, у нас рядом через дорогу было бомбоубежище в большом маркете. When she was at home, it was a private house, so she was able to hide in the basement. But when she was at work across the street, there was a market with a bunker, so they were able to hide there when it was necessary. We have never faced war. I can't really imagine how strange it must be to have a bomb 
uh, explode close to you. Is there any way that you can share with us that feeling and what you saw and what you were feeling? Ну, это лучше не чувствовать никогда никому. И сейчас, я думаю, вот сколько я общаюсь, сейчас уже украинский народ привык к этому. Но первое, это было страшно. Это было страшно. Мы... Это, было... это постоянная тревога. Непонятно, куда бежать, что делать. И останемся ли мы живы, или наши дома живы. She hopes no one ever experiences that, and they shouldn't. Um, but when she did experience it, it was terrifying, scary for her, because um, those constant sirens, people didn't know where to run, where to hide. They didn't know if their homes were going to remain intact, if their daily lives were going to even remain intact with everything they've known all their lives. You know, hu human nature wants things to be okay. Did you did you think it was going to end soon? And Or did you, I mean, I'm, yeah. Когда мы начали спать уже, потому что первые дни мы не спали. Открывая глаза, мы думали, что уже будет победа. The first few days when they didn't sleep at all, and then after when they did begin to sleep and, you know, ease a little bit at least, um, they would wake up every day hoping that the war already ended. Kines, how, how did you get your information? How did you how did you know what was going on? No, yeah, she's saying how her fiance has been drafted, so that's how she would find out her information. Was this over a cell phone? Это был через телефон, правильно? Нет. Я к нему приезжала. Также у нас информация, та, которая по телевидению, нас всегда наш президент успокаивал. Ну, то, что мы понимали, что нам не всю информацию говорят, но потому что она нам не нужна была. She would drive to her to her fiance to find out the situation because only on the TV it was always the president trying to ease the people, trying to say, "Oh, um, remain calm, everything will be good." So she would drive to the front, basically, yes. То что ты ездила к нему прямо туда. Да, военкомат. Yes, she would. My God. Yes. Was I would be so afraid. Were you frightened? Ты боялась, когда ты ездила туда? Когда находишься там, уже привыкаешь, наверное, не знаю. She didn't really have the feeling of fear because she and the other people got so used to this that they really didn't they felt numb in a way even and she just went and did what she had to do you're listening to ball crawl radio recorded at gephardt's beer culture bar in manhattan on west 72nd street we are talking with Allah and her family Alla escaped the war in her home country of Ukraine just a few days before this conversation. In the second part of the podcast, we learned how Alla's American family fought to get her over the Mexican border to safety. This music is by Ukrainian composer Valentin Silvestrov. It's called Still Music 3, Augenblick der Serenade.
Did you see many Russian jets flying over? Was that a constant thing? Нет, над нашим городом только наш самолет пролетал. Он всегда дежурил, и мне муж об этом говорил, что не бойтесь, это свои. No, thankfully she never saw a Russian jet. She did see a Ukrainian jet always flying around their uh, city to pr- for protection, and her fiance notified her, saying, "Don't worry, this is ours. We're protecting." Is your fiance okay? Да, мы на связи всегда. He's okay. They're always in contact. They're always calling, seeing what's going on, but he's okay for right. now. I mean, your 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 heart must be like in your throat about worried about him and other people that you know there. Да, очень много людей осталось и повывозили только деток. Yes, because only the children were um, evacuated out of cities, and everyone she knows, her god parents, uh, her friends, everyone, they're all still in the city, is hoping to be able to rebuild one day. She's thankful that um, her city was not as um, taken apart as many of the others have been. So, when did you decide to leave the Ukraine? Я до последнего even to the day when she entered America, she wasn't sure if she was doing the right thing, if she knew what she was doing, because if not for her family, she wouldn't have been here. And she did come here at least like four to five days ago, so she's fresh completely here. That, that, that decision to leave must have been very difficult. In the end, it already was her husband, her fiancé, who um, was telling her to flee because we did constantly tell her yes, but he just gave the final push for her to be able to come here and stay with her family, which he wanted her to do. Can I ask, I just want to think, what did he say to you that convinced you that you need to leave? Around 10 days or so, first he would, he didn't want her to leave because, you know, no one really knew how long this would be. But after that, he realized that for her safety, she has to go. He told her, you have to go, because without those words, she wouldn't have left. Michelle tells us that you helped house uh, neighbors in your, in your parents' home. Do you know of any other stories of Ukrainians helping uh, their neighbors? Да, у нас мне до сих пор звонят, не освободилось ли. Mostly right now schools are used, um, retired places like where the seniors can stay, um, because from a closer city there was approximately five buses with refugees that just came in, and they're looking for places to stay as well. Does, is it is it difficult to get food? To get, I mean, is there electricity? Is there is there water? Is there just a normal living utilities? Do you have any of that? Thankfully, their city still has these things, um, these utilities. But also, the only thing that really happens at this moment is that since they're near the river, they can hear the alerts, the sirens very clearly. So it's going on all the time. Yes. And she's in a group chat that uh, keeps her updated when these alerts happen. So she constantly gets notifications about it. So how were you able to escape the war? What were th- what was the process? 
Ну, когда сестра настояла, и муж сказал, что да, надо ехать. пересадками встретил меня Ларри, друг сестры, помог мне потому что, чтобы я не сама переходила, чтобы поддержать меня. Now, now, Michelle, this is a question for you, because um, you, you missed several classes. Yes. What, what was your, what were you doing to help your aunt get over here? Yes, so, um, there was a lot, because in my family, I'm one of the only ones who has good English, so, um, so I had to stay on the embassy website. First, we tried to go from Poland into Um, America visa so it was a very long process to even get a code to try and get an appointment which is like three to four days just sitting on that website non-stop um, and then after we tried to continue the process which we realized if we're gonna s stay on here she's not gonna be able to get out of there so my stepdad as well helped me find another way to get through so we found out that through mexico ukrainians were able to get through so tried with my aunt on facetime to get all her information into this um temporary visa that would be allowed for her this is a visa through mexico yes um where she was able to have a temporary 30-day visa to get into um into mexico where um, they allowed her to cross because she was on the border as well for eight hours trying to get into... We then spoke with Larry, Allah's brother-in-law, who traveled to the U.S.-Mexican border to help Allah get across. Nobody had any information about the Ukrainians being allowed in other than the fact that President Biden, when the war began, said, we will accept Ukrainians, but nobody such as the State Department, had on their website any information that people could go by. So I was reading the paper each day, and the Times was carrying some articles about people being turned away at the airports in uh, the United States uh, because there was no regulation in, in effect, but that people were getting through through Mexico and that they were crossing in Tijuana. So the only thing we thought we could do was to fly her to Tijuana. Since she doesn't speak Spanish or English, I figured the best thing for us to do was for me to go to Mexico City and meet her there from Frankfurt. The Frankfurt-Mexico City flight is a 12-hour flight, and we met in Mexico City, and we didn't know what was going to happen when we got to Tijuana. So we flew the next day to Tijuana, and uh, we got there in the late afternoon, about 4.30, and we could not get through the airport. The airport in Tijuana is right on the border. So when you get off a plane and go through the airport, you have a choice. You can either enter into Mexico, or you can enter into the United States. Uh, but she did not have the paperwork that is normally required to enter the United States from Mexico. She didn't have a visa. So they told her she couldn't enter through the airport, that she had to cross five miles either east or west at other crossings 
where you have crossings where they have all those cars and trucks lined up. You've seen it on TV, I'm sure. So that's a usual crossing. So we had to go to that crossing in uh, San Isidro, is a town on the American side. When we got there by taxi, it's only a 15 minute ride, we found at about 4.30 about 60 or 75 other Ukrainian people uh, sitting around, nothing to sit on, sitting around at the entryway to the United States. She was talking to them, they're from all over Ukraine, and the uh, guard who I spoke to, the officer, said that they didn't really know when this group was going to be allowed in, but it was every few hours somebody came out from the main office and brought them in. And so we waited two hours, and then finally someone came out and said the next group is going in. So I wasn't allowed to go with her. So I went through, in about three minutes I could walk through, and I had to wait, and I waited till about four o'clock in the morning to receive word from Tanya and Michelle that she had finally called and said she was being let in. My God. Eight hours. So I, I couldn't stay there that night. It was getting cold. I didn't have clothing. And there's no place to stay. So it's very uncomfortable for anybody who accompanies people and for the people themselves trying to cross. And there were no bathrooms available? No bathrooms. Well, there was a McDonald's on the American side, but they closed at 10. Oh, wow. So I had to go at 10 o'clock. I was getting cold sitting outside. I had to find the hotel, which I did. And I went to the hotel. And then I told Tanya and Michelle to call me. And at 4 o'clock, they called me and said, go back and get her. And we met in McDonald's, which reopens at 3. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. And it was, I was there at 4. It was almost filled up with officers and people. I mean, it was a huge McDonald's. It was one of the biggest ones I've ever seen. There must have been 150 people in there. Were there but other Ukrainians thinking, there? I was never so happy to see a McDonald's. Wow, wow, There were wow. Ukrainian people in it. In fact, I had seen people uh, in McDonald's at about 6.30 that had made it through already that were transferred into the states and what they receive your question began with what what her legality is she received what's called a humanitarian visa uh, and that's a temporary non-immigration visa meaning she cannot become an immigrant with that visa but she can apply while she's here for other relief such as temporary uh, status that she can stay here and work so she can't work on the, on the humanitarian visa, but she is able to apply, and she'll likely apply right away for that. So that's how she got in. And Amazing. it's still not even publicized Amazing. as to what's happening. That's crazy. Thank God for the McDonald's. How did you feel? What, when you were, were you frightened? Were you afraid you wouldn't get in, be able to come to the United States? What were you feeling? Um, she's saying from where she came and when she was standing there she already had no uh, fear she was already feeling safe it, that was not scary compared to what she experienced in Ukraine and, and how did you feel when you crossed the border and you came into the United States Я сразу позвонила сестре, приехал сразу, меня встретил сразу Ларри. This was around five in the morning. She right away called us. We were staying up all night as well, waiting for that call. Um, 
and then she met my stepdad Larry on the border and he took her to the hotel. She felt the happiness that she finally will see her family because she never got to come into America and that she was finally in safety. What was that feeling when you finally saw your sister? They haven't seen each other in 25 years, so when they did see each other, they cried for at least 15 minutes. She, we greeted her with um, a Ukrainian flag. Uh, Tatiana, we, we're going to ask you, what was your feelings? First, я хочу сказать огромное спасибо своему Ларри за First of all, she just wanted to hugely thank my stepdad for being able to do such a thing where we were able to get my aunt into safety and save her life basically. И увидеться вместе. Вы знаете, я до сих пор не могу she still cannot find the words to describe those feelings she felt in that day when she was able to hug her sister for the first time in 25 years. Я до сих пор, когда просыпаюсь и вижу ее, even to this day when um, she wakes up and sees her sister walking around in the apartment in the morning, they're having coffee and where she's able to even touch her, she still feels like this is not real. I love America so much. Lovely this my I follow in love in the from first time. Do you feel that the United States, we're talking about this country and other NATO countries, are they doing enough to stop the Russian aggression against your country? The countries you've mentioned um, could have been doing a better job because Putin Everything that anyone could have expected, he has done. And he leaves no mercy, basically. She would like for the airways to be closed because the Ukrainian army is not as large as Russia's would ever be. And everyone who can takes guns and goes and fights for their country. Потому что у нас нету сильной армии, но все взяли оружие и все могут воевать. The country that you were born in, that you grew up in and that you've lived in your whole life, will it ever be the same? She believes in it. When she stayed there and um, my mom was begging her to leave, she was like, Oh, Tanya, everything will be okay. We'll be all back to normal. Nothing will happen badly. We'll all be okay. What are your plans now? Um, will you be making a life with your family here? Or what do you think you will do in the future? Спасибо Америке, что приютила, но я не могу делать сейчас планы, пока идет война. Я не знаю, что мне делать еще. As grateful as she is for America, she cannot make certain plans right now because with the war going on, she it's it's a uh, different every day. She doesn't know what's going on. I have one last one last question. Um, today's New York Times reports that more and more citizens of Russia 
are supporting Putin's war, if you could communicate to them, to the people of Russia, what would you say to them? Сказала бы матерям российским, что их дети делают, они убивают сами себя, убивают других детей. И чтобы они остановили эту войну, только российский народ может остановить Путина и эту войну. Она никому не надо. She will talk to the, to the mothers of these Russian soldiers, of they're killing themselves and the Ukrainian children and people, everyone, and how she believes that only the Russians can stop this so-called man, Putin, um, from this war continuing. Only they can do like stand up and stop him. Закрыть небо, попросить закрыть небо, чтобы она прекратилась быстрее. All that she wants to say is for the airways to be closed. She wants this to stop. She doesn't want. We all do. Мы все это хотим. We all do. Yes, and and welcome to America. Это пропажалит в Америку. Thank you. Thank you, Tatiana and and Larry and Michelle for joining us, and especially Allah for um, sharing your experiences with us. We are Bar Crawl Radio Podcast. Our less than serious name does not always reflect the important conversations we have with our neighbors existing in this moment together on this planet. Civilized people yearn for the day when all wars end. Clearly, that will not be anytime soon.